Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here filling in for Dan Bach. Uh, We're going to talk about the MLB slate. Uh, we still got MLB going on here. I know NFL is starting up today, and we got the uh, Packers and Bears. And as a Packers fan, I'm obviously excited for the game, but uh, we got some MLB money out there to win. So uh, let's get started. We'll talk about fantasy draft pricing and whatnot. Uh, we have eight games on the slate. If you want to uh, dabble in the two-game uh, slate that they have uh, earlier, there's a two-game slate, but we won't be covering those games. We'll cover the uh, main slate, which is an eight-game slate, uh, which is kind of around, uh, sometimes that's a nice little sweet spot for tournaments, I feel like. Uh, eight games is good enough where I feel like you don't feel like you're too overwhelmed, uh, and you can really just like uh, hone in on each game and really find the right spots to go to. So let's get started with uh, this slate. We have the Tampa Bay Rays against the New York Yankees. Uh, this game is in New York, so obviously a, a better hitter's environment, uh, and we get Sonny Gray against Jacob Faria. So, uh, you know, both these teams, well, one team Yankees, they've clinched there. They're not officially uh, in the wild card. They're still fighting for the uh, fight for the division as well, but it's going to be tough for them to get. It seems like they're locked into the wild card, and they're really just going to be planning for that right now. So uh, I would just, you know, I, I plan for a regular Sonny Gray-type game. I'm sure they're going to have them. Like, you know, at this point, you want to get your pitchers uh, stretched out, ready for postseason form. So uh, I think this is a fantastic sunny gray spot. Uh, the one worry I do have is the weather. Uh, winds blowing out 17 miles an hour, and that's a pretty extreme, uh, you know, extreme amount, especially in Yankee Stadium, blowing out towards the short porch. So uh, that's like the one thing that has me a little, a uh, little concerned with uh, the lefty bats going up against uh, Sunny Gray. But Sunny Gray is more of a ground ball guy. I would not worry about it a ton. Uh, it, you know, Rays have a 3.32 run total. If you want to play Sonny Gray, go ahead and play him, right? Like 22.8K. I think it's a good spot for him. I think he's in cash game consideration and tournament consideration. And I mean, this is not a slate where we're just loaded with pitching. So I think Sonny Gray is one of the options we really need to be talking about on this slate. So Sonny Gray is definitely one of the top options for sure. Uh, if you want to do a race stack, I don't hate it because uh, if Sonny Gray becomes popular because, he, you know, he's one of the better pitchers on the slate, uh, it's a nice leverage spot with the Rays get a huge ballpark upgrade, and they're not sitting their players, right? They're still playing Kevin Kiermaier, Lucas Duda, Logan Morrison, Steven Souza, Longoria, Ramos, like Dickerson. They're all still playing. They don't have, like, these young guys coming up. So uh, I understand if you want to do that, but uh, it's not something I would be doing, like, a crazy amount. Say I was playing, uh, you know, 20 lineups, I maybe put it on one or two, uh, depending on how my ownership was uh, shaken up, but... That's about it for the Rays side of the ball. Yankees side of the ball is interesting. Uh, Jacob Faria is a guy that I don't mind targeting. If you want to load up on some Yankees, I don't hate it. But, uh, man, I, I played him yesterday. So I don't know if it's me just saying, hey, I got burned yesterday because of it. But uh, I just think there's better offenses that I'm going to prefer on this slate uh, and just other spots that I'm looking. But I understand if you want to go to the Yankees, right? Uh, one thing on Fantasy Draft is I don't, you know, I don't have to roster catchers. So, like, I don't have to roster Gary Sanchez. If, if I'm playing a site where I'm, like, stuck rostering a catcher and, you know, I, you know obviously I'll, I want to always play Gary Sanchez almost. He's in, always in such a great spot. 
spot. Uh, he's like one of the best power hitting uh, catchers in the league. But on fantasy draft, I don't need to play a catcher, so I don't feel like uh, you know, kind of getting roped into the Yankees here on this slate. Uh, they have a 4.68 implied run total. I know it's in Yankee Stadium, wind's blowing out, and Farr is a young pitcher who can struggle at times, but. I think it's going to be a spot where I pass on them. Uh, let's move on to the next game. We have the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Washington Nationals. Uh, Ivan Nova against Edwin Jackson, which, uh, you know, Edwin Jackson's on the mound and he's a favorite, which is just uh, a weird, weird thing to say. But uh, this is a game where, you know, Edwin Jackson, he's looked a lot better against lefties at 3.81 Sierra this year. And uh, against righties, a 4.86 Sierra. Uh, K percentage is, you know, against lefties is 19.9. Against righties is 13.1. Still has the walk issue at around 9%. So uh, Edwin Jackson is not really a guy I'm trying to target here. Uh, the question I think we're going to have on this slate is if we're going for a cheap pitcher, who's the guy going to be? Uh, it's not going to be Edwin Jackson for me. Uh, and same with Nova. I don't think this is a spot where I'm going to attack any of these guys. I could see if the Nationals, uh, so I think you can make a case, right, if the Nationals are, say the Nationals are throwing out uh, one of their, like, A-plus lineups because of, um, you know, just trying to get their players ready for the postseason because, I don't know, it's getting at the point of the year where, like, I, I don't personally think you want to be resting up your guys a ton. I think you really want to be uh, get, getting your uh, players in action and getting them kind of uh, in a groove come postseason time, right? You want to get them going in swinging hot bats. So uh, you got, like, Daniel Murphy, obviously, Bryce Harper. If, if Harper is going to play all the game, I would love to play Harper. Um, we don't know We don't know uh, for sure. Be on the lookout for that. He only was scheduled to play five innings yesterday, but if I could play them, I would. Uh, I just think those lefties are in great spots. And a guy like Trey Turner, too. I would love to play him. I think most of these Nationals are in play. Uh, it looks like they have like the majority of their lineup back, uh, where they're kind of at full strength now going into the postseason, so that's a plus for them. But, uh, yeah, I think the Nationals are an interesting tournament stack. Uh, Pirates, I wouldn't touch. It's one of those situations I, I, yeah, like I'm not, I don't want to play Edwin Jackson. I don't feel like I want to target him at all. Uh, just doesn't feel like the right spot to play the Pirates here. So I'm going to end up passing on the Pirates. If I tournament exposure-wise, I think I'd maybe do a national stack. And if I had to pick like one cash game player from this uh, uh, team, it'd be the Daniel Murphy. I mean, he's just in such a great spot. So where you can get him for a good price tag and he fits your build, I think Daniel Murphy's a fantastic play against Nova, who uh, can struggle against lefties for sure. Let's move on to the next game, which is in Miami. We have uh, the Atlanta Braves and the Miami Marlins. Uh, curious if the roof will be open for this game or not, because if the roof, the roof is open, that can obviously help for hitting. Uh, but we have Dylan Peters against Julio Tejeron. So whenever we see Julio Tejeron on the mound, uh, we know he, he str struggles a ton against lefties. It's one of those things by now I think most people know. He just absolutely gets killed killed by lefties. Uh, Sierra this year is a 4.84 against lefties compared to righties at a 3.21. And uh, he's Tejeron's pitched against the Marlins a lot. So let me pull up the, some BVP on it for some of you guys because uh, I know people like the BVP. Uh, I'm not the biggest BVP guy, but I don't know. Uh, some, sometimes I, if, if there's a big enough sample, I'll, I'll, I'll buy into it. And with some of these guys, there might be. Okay, so we have uh, 16 for 39 with Marcelo Zuna with three home runs. And then, funny, Giancarlo Stanton, the total opposite, four for 33. But his four hits are two home runs. Uh, so Ozuna, it's got a pretty extreme BVP out there. Uh, so, yeah, uh, maybe have some uh, Ozuna uh Ozuna interest in tournaments. Also, don't hate the idea of Christian Yelich, maybe because he's just like a really good hitting uh, lefty against a guy who can't get lefties out, right? And uh, Yelich is not a guy who really hits for power, but uh, when Tehran gets hit by lefties, it's pretty hard. So, uh, man, maybe uh, maybe fading Stanton is a good idea on this slate. I get he's been a guy that uh, has been absolutely crushing the ball, uh, but maybe fading him is not a terrible idea on this slate. I also think fading him isn't a bad idea because there's other other hitters I think I prefer over him more so. It's not just, uh, you know, I just don't want to play him. It's just uh, there's other hitters that I think are in a better spot at that price tier. So, 
But if I had to pick, I think Marcelo Ozuna, if I had to pick one Marlins from this team, I think he might be the guy. I think that uh, makes a ton of sense, and he's been hitting the ball very well this season. It's just not only that. Uh, it's not just the BVP, right? He's been a guy who's been absolutely crushing the ball all year long, so I think that's interesting. Also, don't want to uh, forget D Gordon. Julio Tehran also struggles with the stolen base issue, so getting D Gordon in there is a good idea as well. Uh, and another guy like Justin Bohr. Uh, I think this Marlins stack is really in play because you also have Justin Bohr, who, you know, again, another lefty that Ozuna, which, or not Ozuna, uh, Heron would struggle to get out. So uh, I think this team makes a ton of sense. And if you want to do the stack, you could leave Stanton off to be contrarian. Uh, again, we also think if if Heron gets lit up early, uh, that gets us the bullpen earlier, and that could help Stanton out too. And again, also Stanton could hit a home run off to Heron. I mean, the way he's hitting, he's he's such a he's actually a different hitter now. Uh, the way he's hitting with his closed stance. So the BVP he probably has doesn't really even matter. Um, but yeah, it was just uh, something interesting to note. So the Marlins stack is firmly in play, like I said, because. One thing I really like about Tehran too, and most of these Braves pitchers are like, they either just crush it or they get crushed. It's like one or the other, right? Uh, same with Fulty Nevich. He either has like, you know, either absolutely dominates or he gets absolutely destroyed. So I think the Marlins stack is firmly in play. And if we get word the roof is open too, that's always a nice pl uh, bump for hitters. So... Uh, and that's something that can go kind of like sneaky, sneakily uh, overlooked because Miami doesn't open that roof too often, but when they do, the ball can fly. So yeah, uh, I, I think the Miami Marlins stack is one that's in play. Then we have Dylan Peters on the opposite side, and uh, Dylan Peters against the uh, Atlanta Braves. Uh, I'm, you know, Dylan Peters has not looked good so far in his 93 plate appearances against righties. He has a 4.33 Sierra. In his 24 uh, plate appearances, he's a 7.22 Sierra. Obviously, the sample size is not the uh, greatest to look at right now. And he's been getting hit, you know, Woba 3.29 against righties, Woba against lefties 5.12. Uh, you know, if you're going to play a lefty, right, uh, he's getting hit by lefties. I know it's a small sample, but uh, you have one of the best hitting lefties in the league on this team and Freddie Freeman. So definitely have interest in Freddie Freeman here in this spot. I think he's a guy that you should definitely be playing. Uh, so, yeah, Freddie Freeman is firmly in play. And I, this is just not a spot where I'm really going to stack, I don't think. Uh, not really not really interested in doing that at all. But if you want to take one one-off, I'd go with Freddie Freeman, free money Freddie. People just won't own him. Uh, it's pretty late in the year, and I just feel like, you know, he's probably just going to keep going overlooked like he always does. I mean, he was starting to get some ownership when he wasn't hurt, but uh, I think he'll... I think he'll get overlooked again, and uh, just in a spot against a lefty-lefty where people just don't like playing lefty-lefties. So uh, that's another thing you do. You game stack up with the Marlins and then uh, add in a bat or two on the opposite side and just add Freddie Freeman in there, so don't hate that. Moving on to the next game, we have the Houston Astros against the Boston Red Sox. Brad Peacock against Eduardo Rodriguez. Two pitchers that uh, you guys have probably rostered throughout the year. I know I've rostered them up, uh, and I think it's an interesting spot. I, the thing is, I'm really not... These are not offenses I, I typically target, right? And these are two of the better pitchers on the slate. So, I mean, I just worry about the K upside, right? The Astros do not strike out a ton. But I get a guy like Eduardo Rodriguez, who his Sierra this year is 3.11 against righties, and against lefties is 3.10. And a K percentage of 25.9 against righties, and against lefties at 26.3. Uh, my only hope would be, like, maybe the Astros put out a really ugly lineup, and then I could play Eduardo Rodriguez because they've, you know, clinched and all already. But, I mean, they already have, and they've just been hitting the ball hot. And they didn't care earlier. Uh, yesterday, they had Correa hitting in there, I think, in the ninth or eighth inning. Uh, I think Crane said that on his show. I heard him say that Crane was still in there at the end of the game, like for no reason, basically, when they were up by 10 runs. So, man, I don't know. It just seems like a spot where 
I want to like these pitchers, right? Because uh, they have pitchers I've rostered this year. There's pitchers with upside. Another, again, like a guy like Brad Peacock against righties, 3.00 Sierra against lefties, 3.33 with a 30.5 K percentage and against lefties, a 29 K percentage. I mean, those K percentage numbers are great. I know there's walk issues for Peacock, but the problem is the Red Sox don't strike out either. So if you want to take a dart in a tournament because you don't like a lot of the pitching options on the slate, I could understand taking one of these guys. But you also need to firmly like uh, just remember that uh, this is not a good you know this is not a good pitching spot for them, right? The 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 K upside is not there in the matchup. Uh, it, if if they're lights out and they're on their game, it, it's easily going to be there because when a pitcher's on, a pitcher's on. Uh, so I think that's just kind of the way to to approach this game. And from a hitting perspective, I think this is just an easy fade spot. Like just, I don't think it's necessary to play anyone from this game. Uh, I get it, right? You get uh, you know a pretty good ballpark in Boston. Houston gets a nice little ballpark upgrade, uh, makes some sense. But uh, I don't know. I think it's a really just nice pass spot. It's also one of the best pitching. Uh, Pitching environments, uh, it's 65 degrees on the slate with the wind blowing in a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I think this is definitely just going to be a spot where I I just stay away uh, from all batters in this game. If you want to play the pitchers, again, just remember that uh, the, the, this is teams that they don't strike out a ton. And uh, I guess wait for the lineups to come out and see what they are. And if the lineups are, you know, favorable, maybe we can... Uh, maybe we can take advantage of that. But until then, kind of wait and see what the lineups do. And, uh, again... Great K upside here for both these guys, but uh, problem is the uh, the matchups are not the best. So, moving on to the next game, we have the Chicago Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals. So this is a very very interesting spot because the uh, the Cubs last night clinched, right? They clinched the uh, clinched the I think the division. Uh, so that's all all wrapped up for them. Cardinals are likely out of it, but uh, they're not officially out yet. So they're still gonna be like playing, uh, trying to get the. Uh, Trying to get the wild card, but they're pretty much out of it. I think they're three and a half back at this point. Um, so yeah, it's it's not looking good for them right now at this point. But uh, one thing to note is the Cubs. I mean, I don't know if you're like uh, on narrative street, but I always like the narrative. But one thing is the Cubs are gonna have a really bad lineup out there. So with the Cubs having a bad lineup out there, they're gonna put all their you know terrible hitters. It's not gonna be Rizzo and Bryant. So. This puts one of my boys, Lance Lynn, in play. Lance Lynn has always treated me well, uh, and I feel like this is just a pretty good Lance Lynn spot here, right? It depends what the what the what lineup they throw out there. Like, say that they don't have enough. Like, you know, Joe Madden's a guy that he he does some wonky things. So, uh, say Lance Lynn, you know, he his K percentage against righties is twenty three point eight percent, against lefties it's fifteen point three, uh, and it, say. Joe Madden just puts out like a wonky lineup where there's tons of righties in there. Doesn't really try to go left-handed heavy just because he's trying to get like, you know, younger players in there. Sure. I think that's going to be great for us. So, uh, I think Lansing could be in play. This is going to be one of those spots where you really have to wait for the lineup. Like you're going to have to wait for the lineup to see, cause I don't think they're going to put out, don't think they're going to put out a lineup like that. Also, I don't, uh, I don't know if I would, uh, if I was a Cardinal fan and especially the Cardinals in general, they might be a little annoyed last night because the Cubs were like, kind of celebrating a little too hard on their field. So uh, that's kind of the narrative I was talking about before. Um, they're just kind of like running around the outfield and going nuts. And I get when you clinch it, but uh, they just didn't seem like they had a ton of class. And this is, this is this little rivalry here between the Cubs and Cardinals. So the Cardinals might want to uh, get a little payback for what they saw last night on their home field. So, um, Again, I think uh, one reason why Lance, I mean, the main reason why Lance Lynn is super in play on this slate, not only that, his, uh, you know, his price tag, obviously, right? 12.8K on fantasy draft is just super cheap, but uh, we could have a really, really bad Cubs lineup. So stay tuned for that. I think Lance Lynn might be, uh, might be one of the best pitchers on the slate because of his price tag, the amount of bats that you can get in then. 
and then like the lineup like the lineup could be really ugly again if it's like the normal cubs lineup uh i'm gonna definitely stay away i think from lansom but i think it could be a really ugly lineup and we could take advantage of it for sure i wouldn't be playing kyle hendricks i've you know i've seen joe madden pull kyle hendricks uh at you know in the fourth inning for basically no reason uh and i mean i wouldn't be shocked if he did it here right uh just because they've already clinched you would assume he kind of tries to stretch him out and whatnot, but uh, I don't know. I, I cannot figure out what he does, and uh, I'm just not going to play around with it. He's always had a short leash, on, short leash on Kyle Hendricks, and with them just clinching, it doesn't make a ton of sense for me to go with uh, Kyle Hendricks. And that, just to kind of note this, the Vegas line isn't even up on this game, and the reason why is I think uh, Vegas knows, hey, the Cubs are going to put out some wonky lineup today, so they're not trying to uh, you know give away any money right now, so they're kind of waiting on that as well. Moving on to the next game, and this is the one with uh, all the fantasy goodness. Uh, seems like the game where you were like, okay, one game you could stack on this slate. What would it be? Here we go. Oakland Athletics at the Texas Rangers in Texas. Uh, 77 degrees. Uh, not not super hot compared to everywhere else, but, you know, the, the hottest hitting environment of any of them. So, But we get two pitchers that, uh, you know, have not been so great this year. Sean Manaya and Miguel Gonzalez. Uh, Sean Manaya is, you know, a pretty young prospect who uh, has been, uh, you know, he, he, he was good earlier in the year, but he struggled recently. Uh, he this On the season, he's got a 4.21 Sierra against lefties and a 3.86 against righties. Uh, I don't think Texas is a team that I want to get as much exposure to. It's more so against uh, against Gonzalez. Gonzalez has been pretty bad. Uh, he's got a 4.81 Sierra against righties and uh, against lefties, 4.68. And, uh, you know, the ISO is just uh, 1.45 against Righties and uh, 0.230 against lefties. I mean, he's been getting hit a uh, ton by uh, batters. Gonzalez is the guy I really want to target. If you told me I had to pick one side of the ball, it's Oakland. But, uh, you know, there's definitely merit in playing these Texas bats too, right? There's just so much power. Uh, going like a guy like Delano Shields batting first with Elvis Andrews. Uh, Joey Gallo, who can hit anyone. Uh, Robinson Trinos, who always has double home run upside. Uh, this is definitely a good spot for the Texas Rangers bats, but for me, I'm more on the Oakland bats, right? Uh, give me uh, Matt Joyce, Jed Lowry, uh, uh, Chris Davis, uh, Marcus Semien, Chapman. The, the whole order, I think, is fantastic. Uh, for me, I think if you could only tell me I'm taking one bat, uh, I'll probably take Chris Davis and, uh, you know, probably towards the top yard too, like Jed Lowry. Uh, if, I, if I have the money for second base problems, I might be uh, playing Murphy there instead. But uh, I think this is the best spot to game stack. You can argue for a lot of these guys being in play. You can find value plays for your cash games too, uh, depending on where they're hitting the lineup. Like at this line of the Shields at 7.8K, if he's batting first, that seems like a great value. Uh, you know, with a 5.12 implied run total for the Rangers, 5.38 for Oakland. Oh, overall, this is a great hitting environment all around. And uh, depending on the lineup, you want to definitely, I think, load up on this game. I think most most of the bats are in play because of the pitchers that we have on the mound. Let's move on to the next game with one of my favorite stacks of the day. Uh, we have the Los Angeles Angels at the Chicago White Sox, and they get um, man, they get Dylan Covey, who is uh, not good at throwing baseballs. Uh, so against righties, Covey has a 5.46 Sierra this year. Against lefties, he has a 4.86. With a pretty decent sample size of 155 plate appearances uh, against righties and 132 against lefties. Uh, so here's the best part against righties. 11.6K percentage with a 12.9 walk percentage. He is walking more people than he is striking out. Uh, I don't think that's, you know, I don't think I have to do any analysis on that. You can tell that he's not a good pitcher. He is bad. So, um, man, like, just load up on some angels here. I, they may have burned you yesterday a little bit, but... Uh, question is, what will the lineup be? Uh, the the Twins have pretty much clinched now, and I think the the Angels are officially out of it. And I think that's one reason the Vegas total isn't out, and Bud Norris is probably on the mound because of that too. So 
if we see like you know the angels sit like their typical guys that would have me worry right if like the upton the trout because like those are the guys those are the power bats i want i want upton and trout uh maybe pool holes and i want to pair him up with some of these other guys right i want to pair him up with like a calhoun who could get it uh, hit in uh like a cheap catcher player like maldonado as well wraparound stack or like a valbueno who's like a cheap power option um but if they if they really throw out a bad lineup, then I'm off the Angels. Just want to kind of make that clear. But if they're rolling out their same lineup and still just out there playing against a guy like Dylan Covey, we need to fire away because this is going to be a spot where uh, they should easily hit him around because Dylan Covey's not good. On the opposite side, uh, you can easily game stack this, especially, uh, you know, I'm assuming the White Sox put in their normal lineup because uh, they've been at it for a while and they've been playing their normal guys. So I'm assuming you'll get, you know, Yomer Sanchez, Moncada, Breu, Delmonico, Garcia. That one through five sounds fantastic against a guy like Bud Norris who should get blown up here. Angels bullpen is also not good too. So same with the White Sox. So there's value in just like, uh, you know, those late inning at bats with these batters. So absolutely love this game all around this is another good spot where i think you game stack and be fine so yeah load up on these guys if you want some value plays like a cole calhoun batting first is a nice value for sure have to like that i think jose bray is a really good candidate to hit a home run today again i think trout and upton too like i said kobe struggles against righties and pool holes too i think the three of them are all in good spots to hit a home run just the problem i'm gonna have is like uh, will they be in the lineup i think they will but you never know with some you know late 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 season uh baseball you never never know so uh yeah Again, Angels are my favorite stack. If I get the normal lineup, if I don't, uh, I got to move off them and go to a different one. But let's move on to the last game of the slate. We have the Detroit Tigers and the Kansas City Royals. Uh, again, another pitcher who uh, you know is not good in Daniel Norris, and then up against Daniel Duffy. And Duffy has been uh, Duffy's been pretty good recently. Uh, I think Duffy's a guy that you can definitely play here in this spot. Duffy has had a good season all around. 3.72 Sierra against righties and against lefties at 3.19 with a 20.9 K percentage against righties and a 24.2 K percentage against lefties with a nice walk, uh, only walk percentage of 4.2 against uh, lefties and against righties, 6.9. Uh, you know, Duffy's a guy that I think, uh, you know, he's been pitching a lot better recently. I, I think you can fire away with Duffy here in this spot, uh, especially against a Tigers lineup that's, you know, definitely uh, very, very watered down. So I think uh, Duffy enters the maybe cash game consideration, depending on the site you're at, depending on his price tag, and definitely in, in tournament conversation. He's only 18K on Fantasy Draft, so he's someone that you can consider here for sure. Uh, I wouldn't be playing any of these Tigers bats here. Again, Tigers are the 3.48 implied run total. You know, Royals are, you know, Royals are pretty heavy favorites here, and for good reason, right? Because it's Daniel Norris, and they have a 5.02 implied run total. And uh, you know, because it's Norris, uh, we should have some interest in some of these Kansas City Royals bats, right? It just makes sense. Uh, the the Royals are problem is the Royals are another team that just uh, they are out of the playoffs. So will they put out their real lineup like they didn't yesterday? They sat some guys. They sat Salvador Perez. So I'm curious to see what that lineup is. Uh, sorry, it's kind of the common theme of this podcast, but we kind of have to wait and see what the lineup says for us in order to really uh, do this. So. Um, wait to see what the lineup is. Again, Norris uh, has been the best pitcher this year, and I think you can definitely target him, but it's not one of my favorite spots to uh, stack with. I think there's other spots I'd rather go. It seems sounds like it'd be one of those stacks where uh, kind of uh, is on the outside looking in. There's other ones I end up playing instead because I can't play every stack, but 
uh, that's about it for me. Uh, again, uh, you know, thanks a lot for listening, guys. Uh, you know, we this is the last week of baseball, so uh, keep keep firing away, keep chugging along. If you've been playing all season long, uh, keep going at it uh, before NFL ends, because uh, soon baseball will be gone, and people will say, "Oh man, I miss baseball." But uh, yeah, I don't know how people will definitely be saying that because we got uh, NBA around the corner. We got lots of sports coming up here. That's what's great about the fall. So uh, again, thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, if you ever want have any questions about anything, uh, you know, any DFS questions. Uh, feel free to give me a follow on Twitter at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. So yeah, if you guys have any questions about the slate or about, uh, you know, anything DFS related, uh, feel free to uh, give me a follow and ask me any questions. But again, my favorite stack of the day is going to be uh, the Angels if we get the uh, best lineup out there. So yeah, thanks a lot for joining guys and I'm out. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and lead gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease.